get business is nothing to know how to do the business. And part of the job is to teach our customers and our prospective customers uh, as well as what to expect. And so education to me is one of the best forms of marketing because you start giving your customer value before they're your customer. And it's also where you get their attention, you stand out as an expert. One of the ways that real estate agents have used successfully for my entire career has been um, publishing a book or co-publishing or co-writing or using a resource to create a book that you can then share with your prospects and referral sources. I get asked about this record, about once a month somebody asks me about it. I do a team member of mine. I, I have four or three uh, agents on my team across the country of probate agents. I have one in particular in Athens, Georgia, who uses a book specifically on probate. And so when I saw a good friend and colleague of mine, Anthony Nitz, has a program on how to do that, I was really excited to interview him. And I asked him to come here and be on their call today. So if you want to learn about how to get your book launched to help yourself build your business, Anthony's a guy. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, Bill, I'm so glad to be here, man. I, I you know, I love doing this. I love helping agents out. I love sharing. Uh, like you've been doing this a long time. And and uh, and probate has always been a part of my uh, business model as well. So it all kind of ties in, just makes sense. And, uh, you know, and the, a book, in my opinion, is the way to go for sure. Well, we're going to talk about that. So uh, first off, where, where do you practice real estate? I know the answer, but I'm prompt <laughs> you to answer it. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I uh, so Central Orange County mostly is uh, where I work most frequently. You know, when you've been doing it for 25 years, you have clients who they, they keep moving farther and farther and farther away, and they still want you to help them and stuff like that. And so we don't tell them no, but right. for the most part, Central Orange County. What percentage of business is California? Is all of it in California or is do you do referrals outside or how does that work? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do a, a fair amount of referrals outside as well. Um, yeah. You know, probably 30% of my business. Well, good for you. So you're based in the OC behind the orange curtain, as we say, mm -hmm. uh, where I grew up, actually, as it, as it turns out. Yeah. And um, uh, you've been in real estate for how long? 25 years. 25 years. Can you believe it? I've been for 36. So Holy yeah, I believe, I believe I'm older than you. I, I believe it for sure. So. <laughs> but I also believe once you're in it, why would you do anything else? You know, I know, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, I was talking to some other agents and, and like some of them were kind of struggling and I asked them, I go, so let me ask you a question. You're struggling. What's your worst, what is the worst year that you had? And I go, and, and the one guy told me, he goes, yeah, the worst year I had, I, I made $68,000. And I said, well, how much would you make on a full-time job for 20 bucks an hour? You know? And he's like, no, not that much. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do anything else? You know, stay focused. You know, and just yesterday there was news how yellow trucking laid off so many, I think they're Teamsters yeah. truckers, right? The nice yeah. about real estate is you're never really laid off. Now you might have a customer who counts as a listing on you. You're kind of laid off. But I think that's the beauty of real estate sales is if you build a business, you're always in control of it. You might have to work hard, but you're always in control ultimately of the outcome. Absolutely. So you've been in real estate for, you said 25 years, 25 and years. here in Orange County. Yeah. When did you start working with a book? What was that? What was the impetus for you to start that? And, and how long was uh, that process? Um, it was roughly, I want to say 19 years ago it was the mm -hmm. first time I started. I, 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 I had the idea of doing a book or I was inspired to do a book. And that's kind of my goal here too today. Just I want to, I want you to really understand that my goal here is to inspire people to give very serious consideration to having a book as part of their marketing and making it a hub of their marketing. Um, but I, the reason why I started uh, with the idea of a book was because I happened to see another agent who had a book. And it occurred to me at the time, you know, I didn't think about this beforehand because nobody was teaching this and still kind of nobody's really teaching this to anybody in the real estate space. Um, uh, it occurred to me when I had that book, I went, oh my gosh, this is, this is a long form sales letter because I read through it. And, and even though it was subtle, it was still, everything was, was uh, teaching the, the, the reader what to believe and what next steps to take, which meant going back to that person, I go, oh, I got to have a book, right? But the difference was that he was not part of a specific niche. I knew that um, I had to go into a specific niche if I really wanted to have success. And for me, it was a for, or for sale by owner book. 
that I wrote. It was my first one that I wrote. And um, I got to tell you, it was the most painful part of my real estate career ever. <laughs> it took me nine months to, to write, write that book. Yeah. So we're yeah. for a couple, a little bit of housekeeping. This is a live stream. If you've registered at probateweekly.com, you can come in on the Zoom and participate. No extra charge. Why would you not? So if you want to raise your hand, ask questions, put the chat box. We meant to be participative. Anthony is, is a real practitioner in real estate, as am I. We're glad to answer your questions. However, if you're watching this live stream on YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn, also I'm checking the comments there. Glad to respond. Say hi. Uh, check in with us. Feel free to put in your networking information so people can uh, reach out to you. We have we have people that's call from all across the country. Uh, we have attorneys from time to time, vendors, and real estate agents and investors. So love to have you share your information so we can all can do some more business. Um, uh, lastly, if you'd be so kind, put in, um, if you're a real estate agent, you can put RE or investor. I mean, primarily, I know some of you do both. I do both. But what do you primarily, real estate agent, investor, if you're an attorney, ATT, if you're a vendor, put v, vendor. Love to make sure we're, we're clear on where the audience is so Anthony can direct the comments and I can help direct the questions in the right spot. So feel free to put in the right answers there. And I can just wait a second here for the people in live stream to get the info in. Uh, and then lastly, um, this is probateweekly.com and we have a Facebook group, Probate Weekly as well. We have about 2,800 members there. Love to have you join there for free and look for referrals, look for leads, uh, send referrals, send leads, participate there, love to have you. Um, okay, so Tasha, uh, real estate agent in the Bay Area, how, how you doing? And Thalen is an investor in Dallas, Texas. Good, so we have a mix. I think that's another thing is, uh, and for real estate agents, this is your chance to meet investors and real estate uh, investors chance to meet real estate agents here on our call. So feel free to put in your, your contact info. There's Diana, she's a real estate agent. Welcome Diana in the 626. William Holmes, an investor in New York. And uh, Peter is uh, Peter Jim. I'm not sure what that means. Peter, nice to have you run a call, but if you're a realtor or investor, let us know. So it looks like we're, we're pretty evenly split. So Anthony, it was hard to write the book. What was so hard about writing that first book that seems to be not so hard that you continue to do it. Well, so, you know, I, I did what, uh, um, well, first of all, at the time, you know, there was no digital marketing really going on at that point in time. And so um, for me, I had to just sit down and go, I want a book. I know I want a book. Let me just start writing. Now, I didn't know anything about writing. I didn't know anything about, you know, putting an outline together and, and structuring the book and, and you know, making it, um, uh, flow in a certain way and putting in sales messages and things like that into the book. And so for nine months, I would sit down and I'm, I got to get my book done. And I would sit down and I would start typing something out and I would might get a couple paragraphs out. And then I go, oh man, this is, this is painful. And then I, as I have it, certain things typed out and it wasn't in the right place in the in the flow of the book and you're having to move things around it was just it was it was very difficult and it's like anybody and this for this very reason alone well not alone but one of the reasons why books are perceived as such high value is because it's always been known that to write a book to write a good book it's hard right or it used to be hard. It used to be hard. And so, you know, and this is why most people don't do it. And this is why no agents do it, right? I say no agents. There's there's a very, very, very small subset of agents who have books. Um, but even them, I bet, did it the hard way. You might have done it the hard way, Bill. And uh, I, and, and I did that. I did the hard way. I didn't, I didn't do it. That, that's the harder way, actually, than, ah. than your way. That's why I reach out to you. And that's why I'm of uh, paying attention to your program is because okay. something I would like to get done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so when I, when I did that, I did it for nine months and I started putting this book out and I started using it for, uh, like I said, for the for sale by owner market. And there's a couple of things that I learned because I, again, remember, I knew I needed a book. I wasn't even really 100% sure why I needed a book. I just knew I needed to be, be a book. I wanted to be like, you know, I mean, look at all the gurus that have books out, right? Tony Robbins and, and you know, Robert Allen and, <clears throat> you know, uh, 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 Gary Keller. I mean, everybody, everybody who's anybody, right, so so to speak, has a book. Uh, and it's because it's perceived high value. 
when I started sending these books out to these for sale by owners, right? And there, there's two main reasons why people don't want to use an agent is the commissions, right? We know this. And there's some of them who just, they have a real aversion to real estate agents in general. When they got my book, this weird thing started happening where they would, my phone would ring and I would answer the phone and uh, they would say, hey, is this Anthony? I said, yeah. I said, hey, we need to sell our house. Can you come over? And I would show up at their house and there would be my book sitting on their on their uh, um, table, right? And then I would just go, okay, do you have any questions? They say, no, great, sign here. It was that easy, right? It just, it was a total dynamic shift in the way that my listings went, that I was being called instead of me having to call and beg them, totally changed some things up. But I also did it, I also did a few other things too in the book writing process. I did hire the ghostwriter, right? I did one of those. I paid $5,000. Back then it was only 5,000. Now these guys are running 10 plus. And it was okay. Uh, the problem with the ghostwriter is they don't understand the real estate market. And even though I explained it to them and explained it to them and explained it to them, they just still could not get it right. They didn't, they didn't get it in my voice and things like that. And then I also went the other route of leasing somebody else's book. Same problem. Lots of problems with that too. And so I said, that's it. I'm just writing my books, but I got to figure out a way to do it and make it really easy to do it as well. So um, uh, you did it where you used a ghostwriter and that didn't work. So what's the process that you use now? And what, what's an opportunity for somebody else who wants to write a book and participate in this as part of their business? Yeah, well... Okay. So like I said, I had to, I had to figure out another way because I wanted to write more books. I just said, I've got to do this. Right. And I also wanted to do it cheap. Let me, let me, let's talk about the ghostwriter for a second. So as real estate agents, right, we are attacked every single day by people who want to sell us something. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's all shiny object stuff. And, you know, with the ghostwriter, I ended up paying them a lot of money to write this book. That's just to write the book. And then through this company that we use, now they want to publish and help distribute and do all this other stuff. That's a whole other set of expenses that, that you're incurring and you're going, I haven't even gotten any business out of it yet. It's crazy. I can't, you know, I can't keep doing this, right? And um, uh, and then I would go on, on, on appointments and, I would say, you know, oh, they said, oh, we read your book. I said, great. We would be talking and they would kind of look at me funny and they go, but that's not what you said in the book. That's not how the book reads. That's not the same tone that we get from the book. And I was like, oh, this is so frustrating because it just wasn't really working the way that I was hoping it would work. Um, and so that was, so that was out, right? Uh, then I did the leasing program. And, and at the time there was two different companies that were doing this. You could lease their books. You pay a, you know, a, a, a monthly fee and, you know, for anybody, unless you're doing a lot of business, it was kind of a, a hefty fee. Plus you had to buy their books. And I think at the time it was nine or $10 per book that was going out, which made it not effective to do. So I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't pay. I can't be handing out $10 books all day long right. and hope I get a return. Right. So. <laughs> I had to figure out how to do it easy. I had to figure out how to do it cheap. That was the other aspect of it too. Because I don't know. If you, yeah, I don't know if you know. We're real estate agents. We're cheap, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm cost effective. Yeah, yeah, cost effective, right? <laughs> and so it looks like was, cheap. It looks like <laughs> it seems like cheap, but I'm cost effective. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then I said, okay, what's the what's the better way? I hunted. I searched. I looked looked at everything. I was constantly doing research you know, when I had time to look into it. And I found uh, a video from a guy named um, uh, Jason Flatline. Uh, Flatline, I think. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember his name. I'm so, so sorry. And he, um, and he shared this method of what I call my, my uh, sticky brain dump method. The biggest part, the biggest difficulty in writing a book is is coming up with the content that goes in the book and not having writer's block, right? And so with this method, this was just, this is a, this is a technique where 
I take sticky notes. I get a couple hundred sticky notes and, or index cards, or I can do it in Trello, or there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. I like the sticky note method because it's easier to move around and, and organize. And I literally just sit there and I just do a brain dump. I go, okay, what's the book that, what's the topic of the book that I want to work on? The topic of the, of the book is, uh, um, you know, selling your family home, you know, in, in, in probate, we'll say, okay. And I'll say, okay, great. What do I know about probate? And I'll just start writing, free flow writing, where I will not, I don't let anything get in the way. There's no right, there's no wrong. And on each sticky note, I'll write down every single thought that I have. Open houses, marketing, signs, um, you know, clearing out the junk, what to do when you find mom and dad's, you know, uh, medications in the house. Uh, what if there's valuables in the house? How do you clean out the house? How do you know? And I, and I would, I mean, right there, I just did what six, seven, eight things in a couple of seconds. And the funny thing that happens is as you're doing this process, you're writing these out and all you do is set them aside, just set them aside, write one, set it aside. As you're doing this, you start, it start the things that you just wrote, start triggering other things that you didn't think of before. And you go, Oh yeah, that too. And that too. And I literally have, I'm looking to see if I have one of my envelopes around here. Um, I do not. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I, I, I will literally end up with a stack of, you know, a hundred, 150 sticky notes. Okay. And then what I do this is how I do it is I take those sticky notes and I just put them all on my whiteboard. Now, I know how to, I, I know generally what category each of these topics should go under. And so then I start separating them by those categories. And it's just a matter of take it off the whiteboard and stick it over here and take this one and stick it over there. And then within each category, I'll put it in an order that, that, uh, that flows, uh, makes total sense. And I'm telling you, Bill, I can have this done in, you know, two hours, maybe a couple hours of focused effort. And when I do that, uh, that is the most difficult part of the whole book writing process. Yeah, because man. then the next step, the next step is I'm looking at my sticky notes and I, and I record myself and I go, so when it comes time to putting a, you know, putting a sign in the yard, do you use a signpost or do you use a, you know, one of those metal uh, um, stake signs or do you just put one in the window and why would, what should be on the sign? You know, and I'll just, I'll record what I'm talking about with that particular thing. I'll go through it and guess what? In no time I have an entire transcript of my entire book, rough, rough version, of course. So so this is a process that you now teach to other people. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so this is what, what, you know, for me, I'd seen some of these other alternatives and I didn't like them because I feel like I have my tone. I have my way of saying things. And, you know, I didn't want to have somebody say, but you said this to me, right? I have that now, you know, I've done in a videos uh, coaching on this call. I coach on the probate mastery call. They'll have students who either heard somebody else and think it was me. Well, Bill, you said this before. No, I would never say that. Maybe I said part of it or you know, out of context, and maybe you heard somebody else who I disagree with say it, and that's okay. They have their opinion, and I have mine. But I, I would want to be authentic in my voice. I think your marketing has to be authentic to who you are. It's the most important part. And so I see why you did that. So now you have other people they are able to follow your process and end up with a product, but that still sounds like a lot of work or it sounds like a big gap from where I am to having the book. And what's, what's the timeline and what's the process look like? Well, let me get, so my, my last book that I wrote, I did it in seven days. Okay, great. I've done a few books. You know, I, I think I got five books now. And so, um, so I can get through it pretty quick, but look, if somebody sits there and they take an, if they take some effort and they go, Okay, I'm going to put this much effort into it every single day. There's no reason you can't have a physical copy of your book, a physical book in hand 
within a couple of a couple of weeks. Okay, but and let me put some perspective on this for you, and why this is so important. And this is kind of one of the uh, um, revelations or epiphanies that I had when I saw this other person's book. I went, I said, "Wow, okay, who has books?" At the time, the only people that got onto, you know the Oprah show or who were interviewed by newscasts or who were, um, you know, uh, now on, on big podcasts were authors of books. Okay. Again, because of high perceived value, I have never, not once in my, in my life ever watched an Oprah show of uh, uh, Dr. Phil listened to, uh, uh, you know, a uh, 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 real popular podcast where they say, Hey, welcome to the show. We're bringing on Anthony Nitz. He wrote this really killer PDF. Not once, not once ever have I had every single one of them, you know, says, hey, he's the author of this book. It's a great book. You need to go get it, right? Um, again, because it's perceived that it is a hard thing to do. And if we take a look at our industry as a whole, right, let's look at some of these, some of these people in our industry right now. So, you know, you guys might know Brian Buffini, right? He's a real estate coach, right? Why does he, if he's a coach, why is he writing a book? Guess what it does? Guess what the book does? It sells his service. Uh, you've got this part, uh, Alina. I've never met Alina myself, but she has this book, you know, Listings uh, and Dominate Your Market. And she's uh, teaching agents how to, how to do it. Who uh, who here is familiar with Ryan Fletcher, right? What is this guy all about? He's all about scripting and and uh, um, processes uh, in the real estate industry. And he writes his book. And all of these folks here are millionaires. Obviously, we've got, you know, this one here, right? Millionaire real estate agent. If you haven't seen millionaire real estate agent in your career, then you, 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 you must... You, yeah, you should read it or you might have the how to to build a real estate business. Book. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a great, great book. Yeah. But uh, oh, and one more right here. So you guys are seeing this right now. So uh, this is very prominent right now. So Krista Mayshore. OK, yeah. great agent, uh, really, really good in her area. But she's also teaching a lot of uh, agents how to do video. Right. How is she getting them They're by promoting a book? Okay. And some people tell me, they go, Hey, Anthony, but wait a minute. These guys are all high ticket salespeople. Okay. I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. Folks, you're high ticket salespeople. You know, when was the last time you just went and convinced somebody to pay you, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 to let you sell their house or to help them buy a house. You are a high ticket salesperson. And if all of these high ticket salespeople, right, just look on your own bookshelf, you go, oh my gosh, all these people here are high ticket salesperson and they all have books. Why don't you have a book? Okay. And then there are special techniques and things that you can use inside the book that we can talk about as well. But this is so important to grasp this concept. I've had so many agents who are like, oh, well, I really don't feel like, you know, I have the authority to write a book. Well, I can tell you what, when Gary Keller wrote uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, he had his broker, his, he had his brokerage in Texas that was dying. <laughs> okay. And he's even said this himself. The brokerage was suffering. It was, you know, it was, it was having a hard time. He wrote, he sat down and he wrote Millionaire Real Estate Agent and propelled with a book the company into what it is now. Krista Mayshore became, you know, millionaire coach because multimillionaire coach because of her books that she used to get out into the marketplace and so on. And that can give you 50 other examples easy, you know? So having a book is, is definitely critical. I don't even know if that answered your question. Did that answer your question, it Bill? Did, it did. So, okay. so let me ask you this, you're in Orange County. Do you ever meet Bruce Mulhern? What's the name? Bruce Mulhern. It sounds familiar. familiar. So there's an independent real estate company in uh, North Orange County, East LA County. Uh, I, I lived in La Habra in Whittier, where I think was his headquarters. He was in Montebello and other places. He had, I think he built an empire of about 15 offices, uh, put them under the Berkshire Hathaway when that merger happened. It was Prudential before that. Mm. So he was a proprietor of, of this group of franchises, built his company. Anybody who's ever met him tells the same story, which is he invited his office, you'd wait in, and he would pull out a copy of his book like he was giving you the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. and he signed it for you. Hey, Bill, thank you so much for a great meeting with you. 
and he'd give you a copy of his book. And, and you'd walk out like it was a treasured item and say, hey, if book cost him five bucks, I'd be really, but it was so impactful. If yeah. you ask anybody who met him, uh, uh, see, there's uh, Nicole Jones, Bruce Vaughn, yes, you have the book still. Yeah, you're not gonna throw it away. And he passed away, unfortunately, I'm gonna say, like this, I, I met him a month before he passed. I had known of him for my whole career, but you know, 27 years. And then one day, you know, his, his recruiter called me up and I, I wasn't interested in the company, but I wanted to meet him. He really was a legend, really a fine gentleman. And he has a book. He built his business on a book as well. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to just share real quick a screen that this is now what you've done. You created a, a program, Unlock Your Real Estate Empire. This is a writerealestatebooks.com is the website. Mm -hmm. And you teach people how to master writing a sales book within two weeks. Yep. And I guess you could pick your niche. We're probate. But if you're real estate agents, you might pick a different niche as well, or or in addition to, you know, Anything. sideways to probate as seniors, of course. Um, and so the book costs, the program costs $397. Yeah, actually. And uh when, when okay, I want to I want to point something out to everybody who's who's listening to this. So uh, you guys got to under, understand who your host is. Uh, so when Bill you know reached out to me, he said, "Hey, can you know can we share this on on the you know the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Um, you know, most other people, most other people who's they they call me up and they say, "Anthony, can we share this on on our podcast?" How much will you give me? Right. And they all want affiliate commissions and things like that, you know, and I'm okay with that. But let me tell you something. What Bill did was he said, Anthony, I want you to share my audience. I want you to bring the value. I want you to give them everything. Um, but I don't want anything for it. And after I caught my breath, because that is so uncommon, I, uh, I said, okay, well, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give the affiliate commissions back to the, to the uh, agents and if they buy that, if they use the, the code Bill G, just all one word, oh. Bill G, then it's gonna take it's gonna take two hundred dollars off of the uh off of the price. Okay, because that's usually what we would pay to an affiliate. So but let's can can we take a minute? I want to talk about some strategies for of how to use the book. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Please. Okay. So um, That's very generous, by the way. I appreciate that offer. And like, like you said, I don't ever take affiliate income. I've done it with data services because they track the data and I just want to watch the purchases. I'm not interested in the money as much as I am learning. But mm -hmm. yeah, 100%, I'm not getting paid a nickel on this. I really think I, I'm willing to compete with you guys if you, ra if you raise your game. And I want to you know, create a network where we all work together. If everybody on this call, there's 43 people on the call right now, if we all dominated the market shut up we bitch well look at that who is that okay i gotta watch a little more close so i'm gonna hold on a second i'm not, I'm not gonna let people meet themselves i'll solve that problem okay there we go if we all dominate the market we all make a fortune we all make plenty there's plenty of business for all of us here so i'll let the other guys suffer and struggle if you mm -hmm. want to ask a question put in the chat box or raise your hand i'll call you i'm gonna make it so people can't Unmute themselves at this point. So I'm sorry, Anthony. Go ahead. Explain some of the strategies you want to, you want to share. Yeah. So some of, so some of the strategies. You know, uh, first of all, um, when we're writing a book, we're not talking about writing a three or four hundred page book. No way ever. We're talking about max. You know, a uh, hundred pages. And I when I say a hundred pages, I mean a hundred easy pages. Uh, you know, it might even be larger font and might be bigger spacing. And the reason we do that is because. One of the things we want to do is we want the 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 reader to consume our book, right? I matter of fact, I just received a book uh, as a gift from another internet marketer uh, yesterday, and when I opened the package, it was 483 pages or something like that, and I'm like, I'm never going to sit down and read this, right? So, for us, we want the person who gets our book to consume the content, and then. Uh, somebody was right. When when they consume our content, they're never going to get rid of the book. That's the other great thing about books. They'll never get rid of it. They don't throw books. People don't throw books away. They donate them. They give them to somebody else. They share it, whatever, right? But also within the book, it is so important that you have the appropriate calls to action inside the book that says, hey, if you're looking for 
you know, this type of service, here's something to consider. Now you do it subtly and you say, here's something to consider. And you put a URL in there, which obviously goes back to you. Okay. And, um, and, you know, because obviously the goal is to get business, right? And as a result, you're going to have people who are going to consume the content and they're going to call you and list with you or use you as a buyer's agent or whatever. But we're talking about probate, right? So what if, what if you had a probate book and you, you know, you wrote a great probate book. It's like, you know, the, the, the seven things you need to know before selling mom and dad's house. Okay. Well, you've got to have a thing called distribution. Okay. You got to get it out there. And if it's not out there and people aren't reading it, well, what good is it? Okay, great. So you get a list, you can send it to to a list. But what if you uh, went to, and we've done this, went to a, a assisted living facilities. And I don't mean the ones that have six beds or 12 beds. I mean, the ones that have 200 or 300 beds. You go to an assisted living facility and you say, hey, I'm writing a book. Now you've already written it, okay? But I'm writing a book about people transitioning into assisted living facilities. Can we collaborate on that? All I need you to do, you know, a, a manager of the facility is get on a Zoom with me, answer some questions, and then we'll transcribe it. We'll put it into the book. We'll get it into the book. It'll be a collaboration. And now you take a book with a cover that says the assisted living facilities thing in there, but it has your content in it. And now it's uh, now they're handy. And then you, uh, and then you give them as many books as they want for free and they're handing out your book. So who goes into assisted living facilities, family members, right? They're looking to see, is this going to be a good place for mom or dad? And there's always a package that the company, that the company gives out that says, here's what you need to know about us. By the way, here's a great book that we collaborated on to write. Okay. So think about that. How about with attorneys? Uh, Bill, you're interviewing attorneys all the time, right? Love that. I love that idea. I hey. have a, my partner who does that in Georgia calls the attorneys, meets them and leaves them a couple of books they can give to clients. Yeah. But what about if you did this watch this? Hey, um, uh, Bill, you're an attorney. Uh, you work in the uh, probate and estate, you know, planning uh, uh, the side of things. Uh, I'm writing a book and I would like to collaborate with you to write this book. And you do the exact same thing. Now you've got, you know, the, the attorney, so a lot of the attorneys that I that I work with, they go, they say, well, you know, we still have to hand out three business cards because just because we don't want to, if we refer somebody directly and it goes bad, we don't want to get in trouble. I say, that's fine. Hand two other business cards and my book, <laughs> you know, who do you think wins? Or staple my business card to the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Put, yeah. Put it in the book, whatever. It doesn't matter. And you don't even need to do that because what, like one of the things that, that I teach is there's a, you know, you subtly, you know, if you, if you write a book and you go buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, you're not going to get, they're not going to get past chapter one. They're going to, and, the, and that they might throw in the trash. Right. right. But if you're giving real genuine value, you're just dropping golden nugget after golden nugget after golden nugget. And then gently, you know, laced into the book, uh, you have your calls to action. Those people will respond to that, you know, like flies to honey, right? As opposed to, you know, an, an, an aggressive thing. And that's why I don't even put a business card in there because of that very reason. And then there's also one other uh, 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 technique that I use. Uh, do you think that everybody who reads my book calls me up and says, come sell my house? No, of course not. But there's a technique that I learned is called uh, win when you're losing. We've all heard about affiliate marketing. We actually talked about it a second ago. In in my books, I will also put things in my books so that um, if that person, you know, decides eh, this isn't for me, like if it's my first time buyer book. I'll have an affiliate link in there that'll go to a credit repair company. Okay. They may never use my service. They may be in another state, but now they go to that credit repair company. They use that credit repair service and 
wow, now I'm getting a check for a couple of hundred bucks. Okay. And the same thing with real estate agents. One of the biggest things that I, that, that I was fearful of when I first wrote my book was, oh, I don't want to put it out there because I don't, because like I found that other guy's book. I don't want people to find my book and steal my idea. Right. Well, guess what? I have in every single book, I have links in there that say, you know, uh, uh, that are appealing to the real estate community. So when they read that, they go, Ooh, what's that click or not click, but they go type it in their browser. And then they go, you know, and again, it's an affiliate, it's an affiliate thing. So if I had to guess, cause I'm, I'm not the best at tracking that side of things, but if I had to guess, I personally, personally have not paid for the distribution of any of my books in at least eight years because other people are paying for it through affiliate commissions and a lot of them are agents. Wow. So how about that? <laughs> wow. Well, uh, let's all do that. Let's all, we all need to, to uh, buy your program so that we can get the affiliates and uh, generate some revenue for you. Um, so I think the thing that I would, that I would want to say, and, and just either amplify it or tell me I'm off base, you know, as a real estate agent, you, you can pick your weapon. Your weapon could be a gun, a knife, a bow and arrow, a rocket, a grenade, a stick, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. But at some point, you've got to take that weapon or that tool and get to work with it. And I think that we're all as real estate agents constantly bombarded with ideas that sound easy. Oh, wow, I just write a book and I'll sit at my desk and I'll collect money. It's not that, but it's if you appreciate the, the glow of you know, creating a book, and if you work it in a way that helps other people promote their business as well, this becomes a tool that you can use to build a business in a way that you feel fulfilled, that you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And, you know, and I want to say this, look, if you're one of those people that you go, uh, this is a great thing and I'm going to spend money on this and not do anything with it, don't. Just don't. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money, right? If you're somebody who goes, you know what? I get this. I see where this is. I see what the potential is for this. I see uh, where we're going with this. And yeah, that's what I want. Great. Then sign up. But, I'll, you know, and I'll be transparent. A lot of this, because I, I pieced this all together myself from years of, you know, looking through YouTube and different places and other authors and other author programs and things like that, that I've kind of bolted everything together. You can figure this out. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you you can't. You can figure this out if you want to. The only reason you buy a program from, from me is because then you're going to have access to all the videos that we created on how to do that. And I'm pretty accessible as well. You know, so, um, you know, you'll be able to get in and, and, you know, communicate with me too, if you're struggling, but this is for somebody who's going to take some action. So on YouTube, we got a couple of comments, one being uh, uh, Elaine uh, Pastor worked under Bruce and he has the book. Everybody who worked for Bruce Mulhern got the book. That's just the power of that experience. And, the way, and, and I wanna say, and the way he used the book, it's the tool, you know, I could hand you a, a, a ninja's sword, doesn't make you a ninja, but if you have trained properly, you can slice and dice people. And the same with the book, you have to learn how to use it. I've watched people in my career. Bruce was one, Anthony's one. There's another guy who does probate advance work at probate court in LA I used to go to. The way he presented his book on probate, it was, it was very powerful. Also, some of you guys know Kevin Sales. He also uses the book on uh, probate to build his title business. So it's definitely a tool I've seen people use, I've wanted to do. I'd reached out to Anthony and, and to be honest, I've been busy. I put five deals in escrow in the last 10 days. My wife was battling cancer for last year and a half. Thank God she screened cancer-free two weeks ago. I so guess. up until now, I've been running the household. My wife was in the hospital half the days last year and a half. And I was running the household and all that. And about a month ago, I got rid of some of those responsibilities and um, had more time to put my business. And so I definitely said to Anthony, let's get on the call. And it's, this is something that I want to take on because it's not that I need it. I'm doing really well. But it's about it's a tool that will leverage what I would do with my relationships to help me build my business. So, okay, we have the comment in YouTube, Elaine. Thank you. And I see we have uh, on Facebook, Marisol's in South Florida, 
in uh, in the 954. I'm not sure where, what part of South Florida that is, but welcome to our call. And then on the Zoom call, we've got a couple questions. Um, are I teaching any probate courses? Hmm. Go to probatemastery.com. And I do coach there for Chad Corbin, and now it's moved to Bruce Hill, probatemastery.com. Some big news over there on that website. And then William says, doesn't assisted living, uh, assisted living facilities owners or managers have to give permission as those families to the person you're interviewing? And I think what what the I've been in there, and and I know real estate agents make a living. Like that's their contact point. I'll, I'll share a quick story. I had an agent on my team who was doing some business, kind of struggling, and she but she had two listings. I said, well, where'd they come from? She said, well, my girlfriend is a sales rep at a senior listing, a living facility. I said, well, tell me more. Yeah, they're a regional company. They have like seven facilities and she's in charge of one that's close to me. We're good friends and we get together and party. And she sent me you know, two listings. And I said, well, hold on. They have seven facilities. Does she work all seven? Oh no, she's one of four. And there's like you know, teams at each of these facilities, like 20 of these reps. I said, well, come on, if they have 20 reps, I know they have a sales meeting. They have a monthly meeting, a quarterly meeting, an annual meeting. They get together. They all know each other. Why aren't you there? They're all, you can make a living. If you have one, you could get 20. Even got two or three more, it would double triple your business. And I realized that it's not about probate real estate. It's not, you have to buy the data and you have to cold call petitioners or attorneys. That's one way. I don't recommend it, but you could find other people that you can work in who can refer you people. Assisted living facilities is a great one. Attorneys are a great one. And a book is a great way to create expertise because all these people want to work with the best person. Nobody wants to work with just another realtor. And so to me, I just saw this as a fantastic opportunity that I'm looking to take advantage of as well myself. Okay, so so um, William asked, doesn't the uh, manager uh, have to get permission for you to meet these people? And I think the answer is no. It's like any other sales meeting. If you can sneak past the front door and get in and talk to them, you're going to talk to them. Yeah, and if you and 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 if you can get the them to hand your book out, you know, it's the family members who are calling you anyways. It's not, you know, the the facility. Right. But yeah, I you know, I used to work as a lender and there were a lot of real estate companies that had in-house lenders and closed door offices. But when the front desk lady went in the back, I would sneak in or I'd call an agent I saw his their car and say, hey, Bob, can I come by and say hi? And Bob would let me in the, past the front door and the one behind the front door, it was kind of like letting me into the sorority house in the girl's shower room. I'm back there already. I'm going to do what I can do, <laughs> do all the damage I can. So yeah, yeah, William, I'd say that that's a process. It's not easy. It's a process. You have to learn who are the people and how to get in and each one is a little different. Mm -hmm. um, and then Matt says it's better to get an independent publisher or be possible to do an Amazon book slash Kindle setup. Ah, good question. Yes. Okay. So uh, my publisher of choice is Amazon. Uh, and the reason is because a couple of things. When I'm, if I'm promoting my books, um, like if I have, a, have my landing page set up and I say, okay, hey, you know, get my, get my free book, whatever it is. I will say, you know, you can you can have my book for free. I will bring it to you. I will deliver it to you personally, or I'll send it to you for free. And usually what I say is I will mail it to you directly. And if it's somebody local and they put their information in, I will get in my car, drive over there, knock on the door and go, hey, by the way, I was in the neighborhood and I saw you requested a book. I just happen to have an extra one in the trunk. And Bill said this earlier with Mulhern about how he would sign it. I always sign it too. Right. Because love it. Yeah. People just like, oh my gosh, it's the celebrity. You know, we didn't expect you to show up at our at our door. I would just happen to be in the neighborhood. Right. Um, however, what I also say is I will I will send you the book for free, or you can just go buy it on Amazon. Okay. So what does Amazon do? Amazon is an implied endorsement. Okay. Psychologically, people see if it's on Amazon, it's a it's a real book. It's legit. It's, yeah, it's legit. This is this this has been vetted, and you know because they don't let just junk on there, right? And they do, by the way. But that's they do. <laughs> that's another <laughs> problem. But <laughs> right, but it's but it's a perception thing, right? Yeah. Now, in the case where I am collaborating with the books, um, uh, there's a certain percentage that the book has to differ 
in order to be considered by Amazon as a new book, right? And if I'm, you know, if I go out to an assisted living facility and I say, you know, seven things you need to do before, you know, uh, selling mom and dad's house to move into our facility. And it's essentially the same, except for, you know, maybe a, a, a chapter from the assisted living facility. Sometimes it doesn't pass as far as being unique enough content. And also under my author name, I don't want it to show up as, why does he have 18 different books? They're all the same, basically, just with a different, you know, company's name. So in that case, I will use independent publisher just for printing. And I'll print those books. And like I said, I'll give them as many books as they want. It's a little bit more expensive to do that way. And just to give you an example, the cost, and this is, the, we didn't even talk about this, but the cost, when you go on Amazon, you can buy um, author copies of the book. And if I remember under, uh, in order to buy like a hundred, a hundred books, I think it yeah, off the top of my head, a hundred, a hundred books, less than $3 a piece. Hmm. I can give those away all day long and not be like, oh my gosh, stressed out because I'm right. handing out a $10 book, you know, all day long, you know? So, you know, I, I, I'm listening to you. I'm thinking to myself, like last night I host a uh, monthly networking event for real estate agents, investors, and vendors. And, you know, I handed a business card or I do an electronic business card. I thought, I'm going to tell you, you know, if I had a book on building your real estate career, Almost, and I had 20 people there. They all would have loved to have a copy of it. And mm -hmm. we signed it for them. Now, how much more would that cost? 20 times three bucks is 60 bucks. I spent two, yeah. $300 on the event. So it's a small price to pay for something that people are going to remember. And, and what would be the lifetime value of one of those customers? Just one. A lot. A lot. A lot. lot. <laughs> Tens of thousands of dollars. Way more than way more than the, than the few books that you handed way out. Way more, yeah. yeah. But again, it requires the planning. It requires... The thought, and, I, and, I, and I'm not, if you guys follow me at all, one thing you'll know, because I'm not, I'm not selling this, I'm inviting you, I'm challenging you to step up your game, and if not this, do something equivalent, this is what it looks like to be successful. You, you have a plan, you execute your plan, you then look at it, you improve it, you do it again, you improve it, you do it again. This is what business looks like, and uh, I have not used this tool, I've watched it closely, I've been playing with it a little bit, I'm, I'm nibbling at the edges, it kind of fits with what I'm doing. So, I, and I'm going to take the class, I'm going to take the discount, put that in my pocket and say thank you and, and see what kind of time I could put on this because uh, the time's right for me to, to step up in this area. Okay, other questions, feel free for on the, uh, on YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, feel free for watching on the live stream. If you're watching afterwards, I'll circle back. Quick reminder, this is Probate Weekly. We do this every Thursday, four o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you missed it, you can see the recorded episodes and all the past episodes at episodes.probateweekly.com. And this is also podcasted on Apple and podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And we, gosh, I, if you like this, like it, subscribe to it. If you don't like it, don't, or put a comment there, how I can make it better. Uh, I do this because I enjoy this. I do this because it's helped me build my business. And I'd like to network with all of you. And again, we don't need to hide the good ideas because... If we all did everything, we'd dominate the market. There's plenty of business for all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Anthony, you've seen people who buy it and don't implement it or say they're going to do it and don't take that step. What's the difference between that person and the one who steps forward, puts the work in and calls you six months, a year later and says, this has been fantastic. Well, you know, I think it's, it, it's just, it's common in our industry. It's, I think it's common in any sales industry. Everybody was, is always looking for that leg up. Right. And, um, if somebody is looking to, to, to get a, a new program because, man, I got to close the deal next month or else they're repoing my car, right? I've had <laughs> people actually say that to me mm. and I'm like, this isn't the program for you. No, no, no. Because, you know, there's, there's work behind this, but what do they say? They say, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree six years ago? When's, you know, when's the next best time now? if you're going to take care of the tree and let it grow, right? Um, and it will grow massively for you if you take care of it. Yeah. The people who do who do get in there and they go, okay, I got it. I, I understand how this works. Yeah, just, you know, they, the stories, they just tell me, they say, hey, this is, this is great. This is one of the best tools that I have. They put, they keep a box in their trunk 
and they'll be at networking events and somebody will say, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, we're selling our house and everything. You know what? I might have an extra copy in my trunk. <laughs> Let me go check. Right. And they come in and they follow my advice. They sign the book and they hand it to them. Yeah. And nobody gave them that all the other real estate agents at the, at the event gave them a business card. Yeah. You know, said, call me. And, you know, and let's talk, let's, let's talk about that call to action too. Right. What's the, what are the three main call to actions out there right now for real estate? It's if you're thinking about buying and selling, call me, right. Finger guns. Right. Um, which, you know, as well as I do, and consumers know as well as we do, if you picked up a rock and you threw it as hard as you could in almost any direction, the odds are really good you're going to hit a real estate agent, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, what's different about you? Nothing. Call me. No, call me. No, call me. No, call me, right? The next, the, the next call to action is the, hey, find out what your house is worth. Why do I need to find out what my house is worth and get on your mail list when I just go to Zillow, right? We all know Zillow stinks, but that question is, you know, cause I, I literally, I watch the ads in my feed and I'm like, and I've got 18 different agents who are running ads into my area saying, find out what your home is worth. Okay. Right. So uh, and then finally, the other thing is, hey, download my lead magnet, seven things to, to freshen up your kitchen or how to spruce up your lawn for spring, you know, stuff like that. And that's all that's all good stuff, too. Um, but in my opinion, it does not beat the call to action of of um, let me send you my book absolutely for free on what you need to know about selling your house in a down market. Yeah. Right. And they go, yeah, sure, I want that book. Or if you don't want me to bring it to you, go buy it on Amazon, right? And they go, okay, it's legit. <laughs> you, you, know, know? you know, I I rewrote my marketing when COVID hit to do, go online. At that time, my book wasn't an option because you really couldn't get into offices. I guess I could have mailed it out. But um, even that was kind of an iffy thing, if you remember back to that time period. So I I wrote a business plan on, on, on online and doing video, and it's been great for me. And the thing that this strikes me is the, this, the, the reason I made the decision was somebody who sees my video, number one, hears my voice, my tone, my style. Number two, sees my level of expertise and could judge. If they judge I'm an expert, want to use me or they don't. And I think that was the key that determined it for me. And I've, and I've had real estate agents ask me and say, can I have a copy of your marketing package? And I say, I only have one. Like people either want to listen to me or they don't, I don't. But listening presentations, okay, so Anthony, do you want me to send you an electronic signature? Are you available? Yeah, I send it. I don't really get into too much on selling myself because I'm pre-sold because of the content. The book does that as well. And because I do work with attorneys and some other sources, if they're going to give it to the customer ahead of time, I'm pre-sold. I'm the guy that wrote the book in that person's mind. Yep. So that's why this makes so much sense to me. And I think it fits in with what I've been trying to do. And I think for all of you, if not this, what are you going to do to distinguish yourself from the team? And, and we all see these agents who are all over, let's say all of California, but they have local people and generating listing appointments. And they show up with a marketing package is worth a hundred bucks. With They sold 2000 houses in California, right? The person doesn't know anything about you, their house. They're, they're no better than you. But they look better than you because they're just more pretty of the marketing material or if you could put together what you do know and you, what you do know is enough, put a book together. That way you're pre-sold before you get together. So again, just to wrap up, uh, uh, I put a fine point on this. Anthony, thank you so much for offering at oh, my uh, writerealestatebooks.com is the website, right? And I'm going to share on the screen again one more time because I, I, I don't want to mess this up. Writerealestatebooks.com um, is the website. And if you go there, and you use the promo code Bill G. I should have thought something more, more uh, salesy than that, but that's my name, Bill, and less initial G. It's three ninety seven minus two hundred bucks. You get it for one ninety seven. And uh, you know, just to learn how to organize your thoughts, I use this similar concept for creating my podcasts and some of the other marketing stuff I do. So for me, I, I find it a fantastic tool to understand. Um, any last words, Anthony, before we let you go? 
you know, I just think uh, this is one of those things that becomes the hub of your entire marketing, you know, just because of the high perceived value, everything you do, whether it's social media, YouTube, networking, uh, your blog, your direct mail, your, your paid ads. If you do all that stuff and you direct it towards, hey, get a book or part of that, those processes, um, I think you're going to see a much higher uh uh, return. You're going to have an easier sales process. Cause like I, I said in the beginning, my listing appointments literally are, Hey, um, do you have any questions? No, we read your book. Great. Sign here. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, no kit, no joke. That, that is not a joke. My listing appointments are 15 minutes and I'm done. Right. So this is the power of doing this. And, you know, either whether you buy the program or you don't buy the program, Go figure out how to good, put a book together. Two quick questions. How long would a discount code be good? Somebody asked. Oh, well, you, again, because Bill's not taking any affiliate commissions or anything like that. Unless we change pro payment processors sometime, which there's no plan to do that, that code right. will be, uh, be available as long as uh, we have that payment processor. Oh, let's change it where a week from now we change it and uh, I'll take the $2 and I'll donate it to the boys club or something. Because really, I hate when when I say I'm going to do something and I think I'm going to do it, I think I'm doing it, and a year goes by and I haven't done it uh, because what happens, you miss out. So jump on it right yeah. away. Let's just leave it at that, number one. Number two, it ends in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> number we'll number two would be, um, so there's a cost for your program and then eventually there's cost to get 100 books or so. What's the initial investment going to look like? Well, the, the initial investment is time, okay? And if you are, if you record your videos, uh, this is, <laughs> so I was doing this before this AI stuff came out, okay? Uh, first, I will say something about AI. Do not use AI to write your book. Not now, not right now. There's too many things, even within, within the Amazon platform that are checking for um, uh, AI written content, which is considered low quality content. And then also um, plagiarism, right? So you got to be careful about that. You want it to be your content and your voice. However, you can use AI to help you edit and write, which is a limited, you know, or, or edit, um, grammar, spelling, all that stuff. Once you've already done those recordings, okay? So the, to record them, nothing. To transcribe them, YouTube does that for you. To drop it into chat GPT and say, can you edit this for me so that it is, um, you know, it maintains the same voice, but uh, fix it for grammar and spelling and take out filler words. You know, it does that for you and you're like, holy smokes. So there's no cost there. If you want to have an editor or you want to have somebody else go in and do all the grammar and spelling and all that stuff, well, then, you know, you, on Fiverr, you're probably talking about a few hundred bucks to do that. Um, uh, once you do that, then um, uh, having somebody design a cover, uh, you know, you can do that for 50 bucks on Fiverr and uh, and then get somebody to format it for you. If you don't know how to do that, that's fine. Have somebody do that. And again, another 50, 75 bucks and you're out the door with a, with a, a book that you can upload. So you can upload for a hard copy of the book as well as Kindle book. And then if you want to record the book, you can record it as audible as well and make even more money. Wow. Well, okay. So sounds like all in budget could be for hundred bucks, 500 bucks. Yeah. Something? Yeah. A few hundred, few, you know, a few hundred bucks, 500 bucks if you bring other people in but you don't need to plus each of the uh yellow stickies to use your words or each of the paragraphs become blog posts and short videos and so you reuse oh, that yeah. content through all of your social media and so you if you just really dedicate yourself that's what i'm looking at i've done a lot of this content I think, well if i just organize it all and then just re-record it all in a better quality manner I would end up with video, I would end up with shorts, I would end up with the book, I would end up with blog posts, and they'd all be consistent and the same, the, the whole voice. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yep, we didn't even touch on that. <laughs> so you just did. Thank you. Andy, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate your sharing. And if someone wants to get in touch again, it's uh, writerealestatebooks.com. And the way to, if someone wants to get a hold of you regarding real estate, what's the best way to reach you for that? Just thing, just look me up at anthonynitz.com. He's or, everywhere. Or, I looked or him the up. Team. Just look me up, Anthony Nitz. You'll find me everywhere. He's hard. Uh, and he also has a podcast on probate you did uh, that you do. Yeah. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. My and for the rest of you, thanks for being on today. We, uh, we do this every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. 
we record it live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn. If you have questions, put them there. I'll get to them after the call. Thanks, you all, for being on the call today. Join the Facebook group. You know, free way to network, free way to promote your probate social media. Go to the Facebook group, probateweekly.com uh, as well. Love to see you there. Thank you, everybody, for your questions, and we'll see you all next week.